Hi everyone, I'm Claire Liu. I'm the CEO of Know Your Company, and today I am thrilled to have with me Jordan Buckner, who is the founder and CEO of possibly my favorite snack on the planet, no exaggeration, something called T-Squares, which if you haven't gotten, I'm, I promise by the way, Jordan has not paid me to say this, they're truly my favorite snack. Um, yeah, they're really good. They're exactly what they are called, tea snacks, um, and they can be found in Whole Foods, now Mariano's. Uh, but Jordan is, yeah, an entrepreneur based here in Chicago. He started his business just two years ago and has already expanded nationally as well as was on the Forbes 30 Under 30. So just really thrilled to yeah, have you here, Jordan. Thanks to be here as well. It's always a ton of fun to find T-Squares lovers. And I always say once you actually have them, they're kind of addicting, so you can't stop. So I don't blame true. you there. Very, very true. <laughs> so um, I'm here, though, not just to plug T-Squares or just to talk about how delicious they are, but to actually ask you, Jordan, this one question about leadership, especially as uh, you know, a younger founder uh, who's you know, been doing this for two years. It's a... Uh, you know, food business, it's it's different. So curious to know, in your opinion, what's been one thing you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? I think it's really tough for any entrepreneur to launch into a new product, a new business without having, you know, any hard experience. So I was actually new to the CPG consumer product good space uh, as a founder. And what I were worked, you doing before? Yeah. yeah, I was actually working as a consultant in the food industry, so oh. I knew a little bit about it, it. but I never ran a business myself. Mm -hmm. And so in jumping in, I'm very much a idea person and mm -hmm. could see all the pieces in the industry that think that a lot of people are snacking on um, to-go and eating healthier snacks and looking for ways of getting a little bit of boost of energy. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had that vision of a product that could satisfy all those needs, mm -hmm. but actually building a team and building a product around it had a ton of difficulties in terms of taking your vision and executing that into reality with a large team as you grow. And totally. so the hardest thing that I wish I kind of knew was experience yeah. with working with others and bringing them along with your vision, because it's one thing to have it within your own mind. It's typical to <laughs> bring others along with that vision as well when they have their own you know motivations along so that's definitely been a big learning experience for me yes uh, but a lot of fun at the same time no totally i think um i think it's really interesting how you talked about or self-identified very much with being an idea person and i think for a lot of founders and a lot of ceos when they first start out they see themselves as that idea person and then there comes a point where there needs to be a switch and you, you talked about how that switch from idea person to actual execution and motivating the team is challenging. Do you remember when that happened? Was there something at some point in the business? Was there sort of a point of growth or was it more gradual? Talk to me about like what was happening when you came to that realization. Sure. So two years ago when I started the company, mm -hmm. I kind of knew early on that while I could launch into this on my own, that it would be really helpful to have a great team around me that could complement the skills that I didn't necessarily have. And so I brought... What are some um, examples, by the way, of like maybe, yeah, some of the skills, yeah. Definitely. So I'm definitely more of a visionary. Right. I can see the uh, consumer problem and design a solution to actually solve that problem in the market. Yep. But on some of the areas that are, say, not my expertise are just execution day in, day out. Mm -hmm. um, I like coming up with new ideas. And then once that happens, having other people that can help support executing those ideas is really valuable for me. Yes. Got and it. so... When I was looking for team members, I had a couple of uh, friends and colleagues who I, 
actually always wanted to start a business with because we had similar values and similar ethics around creating products that really enhance the world around us while also doing a uh, good for the world as well through the various social aspects. And so I actually found my team members first based on complementary mm -hmm. skills. And so I brought along three other uh, co-founders in starting the business mm -hmm. that had skills across um, sales, operations, and design yep. and to help complement those skills. And then also when we started the company, we want to really help uh, young, young underserved individuals to provide um, learning opportunities for them. So part of our company mission is a social mission to help yes. employ underserved neighborhoods. So we actually have a fellowship program and hire young adults and teach them business, sales, and operations. So skills that they don't necessarily have the opportunity to learn in school. And so after taking uh, the founders and pulling this all together around the common mission, then we have to go about building T-squares, building the company, and solving that problem in market. And so that was just a big learning opportunity for all of us. So running into challenges with manufacturing, with sales, yes. with getting into our first retailer. And for all of us without experience in the food industry, it was a huge learning opportunity. And we've just been continuously learning and growing ever since. Absolutely. I love your approach around how you found those team members around, around values, right? And I feel like values in the leadership space to be frank, it's such a fluffy word. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, I've written about values. You know, I think you go to any conference or you read any business article or book and they talk about values. But for you, Jordan, what, is, what do values actually mean? And then what are your values at T-Squares? And then I have a lot of questions. Sorry, we'll start with those two and then I've got one more. How about that? Definitely. So values to me mean how you conduct yourself and how you conduct your business. Okay. So the attributes and the, um, the method that you actually execute your vision through the world. So at T-Squares, we have uh, two visions, one being to create products that enhance people's lives. And for us, that means having a healthy snack that's built with natural ingredients, not artificial ingredients, and then also having an energizing aspect that helps people fuel their passions in life through the organic tea. And then on the other side, we have a social mission to fuel economic development. And for us, it comes from a place of mentorship where mm. all of us as founders want to give back to our communities and take all the knowledge that we've learned and help teach others as well. And so those are the two biggest values that we have at T-Squares. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, so many thoughts around that. I'm just like, which, which, which question do I want to choose? Uh, the first sort of thread I want to pull on, though, is... Uh, just how big of a deal the social um, mission is as part of your company. And keep in mind, everyone, this is you know this is a snack company, and you're talking though about wanting to uh, truly and deeply impact uh, underserved communities. And right here in Chicago, and one of the things that yeah really compelled me to to want to bring you here and, and and to be on the heartbeat is because you actually employ folks from the south side of Chicago uh, to to help make the T squares and. So I just think that it's so incredible that that's a value that you've, you've chosen, that that's something that you've actually hired for. So I guess my next question is, how do you know someone has that value? So when you are hiring and, and uh, choosing not just founders, but uh, frontline employees, uh, even choosing folks who are going to be part of your fellowship, how do you know if they sort of embody those two values? So at the very beginning where we're bringing on um, new partners in the organization or new employees, we actually go through a pretty extensive interview process where 
we learn not only their skill sets and attributes, but their motivations in life and what's actually driving them to achieve the things that they are. So some people are driven by you know, higher morality values in terms of the effect they want to have on the world. Mm -hmm. Other people simply want, need to make money to support themselves and support their family. And all those are completely legitimate. But in the people we're bringing into T-Squares, we want them to be invested in the product, invested in our mission of fueling people's passions. And that really comes out and manifests itself in the way that they uh, work within the organization, the way that they manufacture the product, and the um, social kind of good that they put out into the world. And so in addition to the interview process, we actually work with everyone on a you know, limited basis to start to say, how do you fit within our organization? Is this the right fit for you and what you're looking for in your life? Mm -hmm. And is this the right place for you to grow? And Got if it. not, it's very clear to say, hey, no worries. If you're not kind of bought into our social mission, how we do business, that's fine. It just isn't the right place. There's other sure. places that might work. Um, but for those who have a strong passion for wanting to change the world and create really high quality products, that's the organization for us. Uh, totally. So it sounds like you do some sort of test trial to actually see what people are motivated by. I also really appreciate the fact that you've drilled into uh, uncovering what someone's motivation is in hiring because I think that's also one of the most overlooked things when it does come to hiring. Uh, personally, one of the best pieces of advice that I got around hiring and interviewing and trying to figure out what, someone, what motivates someone is I had a mentor of mine who told me all the questions that that you want to ask, the truth is revealed if you ask about what they've done, not mm -hmm. about what they're going to do. A lot of times in interview questions, I think we have a tendency to say, oh, what if you're in this situation? Or what if you were given this amount of money? Well, hypotheticals. And a lot of people can say lots of things when they're hypotheticals. But when you ask about the past, what have you done? What's someone's track record been? That often reveals uh, a lot going forward. Would you agree with that? Or what do you sort of yeah. think about when you're actually in that interview process? I would wholeheartedly agree because if people are truly motivated about something, they will find a way to make it work and turn yeah. that vision into reality. Yep. And if so, if you ask about their track record and they're motivated about um, some type of social mission or affecting change in the world, they'll have examples of how they've done that through mm. difficult situations. Yep. And that's what we hire for. So not just what would you do in a perfect world, but what would you do in an imperfect world? Because that's the reality we exist in. Definitely. So Jordan, I want to rewind back to before T-Squares was in Whole Foods and in Mariano's and soon to be in Jewel, and this was just an idea. Uh, what were the biggest challenges that you ran into, and what advice would you have for any aspiring leaders who would face similar challenges? In starting a new business, there's always going to be tons of challenges along the way. And just like in every industry within food and without, being an entrepreneur is a roller coaster. And so there's constantly going to be highs and lows and learning opportunities throughout. And the biggest thing that I would say with that is understand that you're on a journey and really enjoy that journey along the entire path of running your business. And then also be open to working with mentors and others who know a lot more than you do. Yeah. And so in starting with this new space in the snack industry, there were a whole lot of people that knew a whole lot more than I did. And so I actually sought out mentors and sought out experts and advisors who were experts in manufacturing, in marketing, in sales. And so, for instance, joined a program here called the Good Food Business Accelerator that's mm -hmm. partnered with Whole Foods and UNFI and a large number of food industry companies to actually learn specifics around running a food business, doing finance within the food industry, sales and marketing for food-specific industry components. And that was extremely helpful. And not only that, but it 
um, allowed access to a larger cohort of other entrepreneurs who are doing something similar. And so I now partner with about a dozen or two dozen companies mm -hmm. that work together to foster what's called the good food movement. So mm -hmm. good food that is healthy and impactful on um, the body and also the community. And so as entrepreneurs, we share resources together to help further the growth of all of our businesses. Totally. I, um, I want to go back to that first sort of uh, piece of advice you gave, which is to enjoy the journey, right? So <laughs> did you not enjoy the journey or tell me why, tell me why that to you, that's, that's something you want to be sharing with, with our viewers here. Definitely. So a lot of first time um, entrepreneurs, or if you're thinking about starting a business, a lot of times you'll think about what the end result is. So I want to, you know, have a nationwide company that's selling yeah. to millions of people, or I want to be a millionaire. And the path to get there is never a straight line. We're used to seeing kind of hockey stick projections in every investor presentation to say, <laughs> I'm going to start with one customer today and a million customers tomorrow yeah. without having a clear path to get there. And the journey is often um, along a timeline that you don't get to control in terms of when customer, new customers come and use your product in figuring out any pivots that you have to make and tweaking your value proposition. And so if you're only focused on the hypothetical end destination, it's tough to navigate all the ups and downs along the journey for the entire way. And the other thing is that there is no kind of green pastures in the distance that one day you'll just make it to and everything will be perfect. No matter what scale your business is in, there's always going to be larger and larger problems to solve. And yes. so the best entrepreneurs enjoy solving problems yes. and then moving on to larger and bigger problems. And that's the only way to really kind of enjoy the entire journey and process um, and manage the low points. Absolutely. I think it's such a fascinating duality to hear as, as I mean, just as a you know, fellow, fellow CEO who feels like uh, your tunnel vision in some ways is your best asset, right? right? It's what is going to let you see a path to something that other people don't see. Yet at the same time, to, to what you explained, when you are so locked in, you can't adapt and change to the things that you're not necessarily always paying attention to. And to the just pure, like you were saying, there's so much outside of your control. And so I just, I just think that the process of leading a business, starting a business, um, is it's like trying to, to, to hold, uh, you know, and juggle two different uh, parts of one of this duality of, you know what, you have to be super focused, but you can't be too focused and you want to be enjoying every, every part of it. Exactly. Now, have you found times where it's beneficial to have a tunnel vision and other times where it's beneficial <laughs> to step back from that? Absolutely. Well, what's interesting is I think uh, as a leader, you have to be a little bit delusional to see things that other people don't see. There's a reason why current solutions don't exist in the world, and it's because people don't believe that they can happen. Right. So you have to be crazy enough in some ways to think that it's true. So when I first took over as CEO of New York Company, and before that, you know, I was a consultant helping CEOs uh, create a better work environment for their employees, a lot of people just didn't think it was that possible to create a work environment where employees can be hurt. I had to be sort of tunnel visioned enough and crazy enough about this problem that I thought a solution could exist and that you could do it with technology in a way that was friendly and not big brotherish and it could be really, really easy. And so it's, you know, that was to my advantage there. But that tunnel vision and the delusion, if I held on too tightly to it, then I wouldn't understand 
how the market's changing, what my customers actually want, how competitors are also uh, sort of uh, also playing in the space, and 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 that and when you know when as a CEO and as a, as a leader, if you're not able to see that reality for what it is, it'll come up and, and surprise you. That's so true, and it's you know two things you mentioned as well, which was having yeah. and identifying a problem that yes. was a really um, big important problem that already existed, and yes. then having a strong vision on how that solution could be better, how the world could be better. And what I've been experimenting with and really understanding and learning is mm -hmm. that it's good to have a tunnel vision to that vision sure. of what the uh, future will look like. Right. But then the actual ways and means of getting there, having some flexibility and adaptability to change along the way. Absolutely. So clarity on that end vision, but not an obsession that it has to exactly be that, nor should the path have to go a certain way to get there. Right. I love that. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for sharing your insights around vision, around hiring, and just around how to start a, a company, especially a, a successful snack foods business. It's been awesome to have you on. Definitely. Thank you so much.